0: The Not Podcast is brought to you by Alamo Drafthouse. Hey, this year marks the 30th anniversary of Goonies. Mm. Goonies. Are you a Goonies
1: fan, Kiko? I am not a Goonies fan. Really?
0: I'm not either. Yeah, That's I weird. think it's overrated. Well, you know what? Or one of those 80s movies that are, you know. Did you see it in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see it until about 10 years ago. But you know you know why I never saw it in the 80s? Here's a funny story. Uh, my mom used to go rent us videos for me and my sister. Mm-hmm. This is in the days before Blockbuster, and there was a... I think it was called Entertainment Specialties or something. You know, those little mom-and-pop video stores. Oh, like right, right. And she accidentally rented us Ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were watching it, my sister and I, and I think the opening scene is like some cult sacrificing a baby. Yeah. And uh, we turned it off.
1: Um, and then we never,
0: we never caught the Goonies bug after that. And
1: you always thought it was Ghoulies. So you really thought it was Goonies that you are watching Goonies? I, well,
0: I didn't know. I mean, I was – Oh. I was probably in second grade, so it was never something – I don't know. My friends didn't talk about Goonies. I'm, I know they saw it because I've talked about it with them years later. But right. anyway, you can go to a special 30th anniversary screening of Goonies at Alamo Draft House Park North here in San Antonio, June 7th at 7.30 p.m. Um, I know that, uh, that our pal Scott, who made our posters for the, uh, the uh, King of Kong screening that we did as a huge Goonies fan. Is
1: he? Maybe he'll make a poster. Well, yeah. I just want to see sloth-like. Hey, you guys!
0: Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Were they going to remake that one? I don't
0: know. I, I remember there was rumors that they were going to make a second one. Uh, I don't know. You haven't—you've never seen Goonies, no, Cody?
1: No.
2: You're like, I was—if it was came—if it came out before I was born. Basically, right. I mean, yeah. that's how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about <laughs> cinema before I was here. By
0: the way, you've been—you've making your way through Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I, I watched uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Did you get that at the library? I did get that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, head to Alamo Draft House, Park North, uh, next Sunday, June 7th at 7.30 p.m. All right, let's start the show.
3: In a world filled with movie podcasts, three critics from the juggernaut media market of San Antonio decided to change the entire course of the Internet. A feat attempted by many and conquered by many. To produce a relatively listenable podcast... Devastating truth bombs.
0: Brace yourselves, guys. The Muppets are puppets. You know that, right? <laughs> no! Wait! Oh, no! They're puppets.
1: No, And. <laughs> Muppets this are puppets. Is <laughs>
3: Hard facts.
2: Yeah, not Kevin Feige or Feig, whatever, I but. It's uh,
1: I think it's Feige. Is it really? I have no idea.
3: <laughs> Asking the important questions.
1: What is that? What, what was that that I just saw right now? It was like a fat Iron Man. That's it's a, a
0: Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster, that's, that's, that's how we fight there, it. man. <laughs>
3: this is the Cinistnob Podcast.
0: <laughs> Kiko is eating the biggest pickle I've seen. I, I love a good pickle. I do too, but I mean that's that's really – that has a stem on it still. What's what's happening?
1: I don't know. I like the stem too. Is Rico's <laughs> – this is a Rico's product. Is Rico's uh, – Rico's is local here in San Antonio. They, Rico's, if you're listening.
2: Nope. Don't give them a free ad. Shout
1: out to you, Rico's. No, we
0: we like your products, Rico's. So uh, maybe we can we can talk, make a deal. Heck they're down yeah. there on um, – is it South uh, – yeah, They're in Southtown, yeah. Yeah, Southtown. They have that little truck with the Rico's – Cannon. I just like the little guy that's licking his lips. He's like a drop of cheese
1: or a drop of pickle juice.
0: Well, he's yellow, so he's or... a drop of cheese. Oh. <laughs> so you that. you bought it you just bought a single giant pickle? Yeah, they the sell grocery them like this store? at the movie Well, theater. I know. Yeah, well, yeah, but it, I mean, you bought it at the grocery store. Yeah, though, they're
1: right? at the, they're on the in the pickle aisle. <laughs> it just seems strange <laughs> that you bought a one giant pickle like like you were at a carnival or something <clears throat> basically. Yeah, they have them. I didn't realize that until a few weeks ago. How long have
0: you been working on that pickle there?
1: Usually I would eat the whole thing in one sitting, but uh, I didn't have Chinese candy. I didn't buy Chinese candy, and I usually like stick Wait, one I mean, in the what there. Chinese candy. What is that? Chi- Chinese I'm, candy. I don't. But I mean, what does it taste like? A Chinese candy is like a salted plum. Oh, okay. And you stick it inside the pickle. That's not like the chamoy thing, right? No, Chinese candies are the hard plums that are shriveled up. Man, I don't know. Dried out plums that are salted. Come on. You know what a Chinese candy is. I don't know. I If it's not like
0: M&Ms or <laughs> – I don't know. like, what is that? Is that a Chamoy? What is that?
1: <laughs> is that Mexican candy? Is no that Chinese? Lucas? Yeah, basically it's the same thing. It's salty. Anyway, you stick it in the pickle and then it gets all – I've seen um,
0: and I've known people that have eat, eaten like a cucumber with chili powder on yeah. it. Is that kind of the same thing?
1: Mm, basically. I like eating chili powder on fruit. Really? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of fruit? Watermelon. Pineapple. <laughs> any fruit. This, this is like what you'd
0: get at a like a missions game, right?
1: Like a San Antonio missions game? You can get it anywhere in San Antonio.
0: Or well, like on fruit, the side. Like on the side of the road on Southeast yeah, Military. There you go.
1: The guy is selling
0: it in the corner. That's yeah. cheap too. Anyway. Welcome to episode forty nine of the Cinusnob Podcast. Whoa, that's... We're gonna be forty nine forever, baby. <laughs> Never going over the hill. <laughs> I'm Jared Kingery.
1: I'm Cody Viafania. And I'm Kiko Martinez. Cody,
0: you've been relatively silent about the weird uh, Mexican candies um, and Chinese candies. Do you Are you a, a fan of those?
2: You know, I liked Lucas a lot when I was a child, when I was a youngster, um, but that's about as far as I Did you trade go. your
0: baseball cards for it and stuff? Like, hey guys, I got a King Griffey Jr. here. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: it would be Astros, like,
0: I got a Jeff Bagwell. Hmm. <laughs>
2: man no (laughs) that that did not happen I just liked Lucas because I liked a lot of um, like sour stuff when I was a kid like super sour so like sour packages. you wouldn't like warheads you guys remember warheads I do those things were do you remember like
0: like the first time you had when you were like whoa yeah you felt like the guy on the front where your head was exploding that's exactly what I said too. (laughs) whoa and then you had the second one and just never as good oh yeah
2: and when you get the to the middle, bit. and that in inner whatever is just like dust or whatever, it's weird. I don't remember
0: that. I used to work at a grocery store, and we sold all the in front of the area where I was at is where we sold all those weird candies. You know, the candies that are more like toys. Yeah. Um, the most famous one was the uh, the the lollipop that was like in a mouth, and you you shoved it out, and it popped out of the mouth. <laughs> And it was a tongue, and you would suck on a tongue. <laughs> nice. They made special Star Wars Episode One versions with there was Jar Jar
1: Binks' face. That is disturbing. That you would suck
0: on his tongue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was listening to an NPR story the other day, and they were talking about the where um, Big League Chu came from. They did the whole history of it. Oh, it was pretty I heard, interesting. I heard about that story, and I wanted to listen to it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I like Speaking it. Speaking of NPR. Speaking
0: of NPR, Cody and I were on uh, Texas Public Radio this week. Well, you oh, were out of fancy town. Fancy smancy. Kika was out of town. He was mm-hmm. like, "You guys handle it." I'm, uh, I'm in Cabo. Yeah, exactly. I wish. Eating I was a in pickle. Now <laughs> no, yeah. we were on talking about summer movies with uh, David Martin Davies and uh, Nathan Cohn on the Texas source. Public Radio. Pe- Texas Public Radio, nice. not Texas Public Rodeo.
2: <laughs> no, we did not do that.
0: <laughs> not yet. You wouldn't last eight seconds on that thing. Hey, man. I've been known to ride for eight seconds. <laughs> eight seconds is good for Jared. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm a pro. I dig my spurs in. and <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we were talking summer movies. Um,
1: uh, any, any good conversation? I think it went well.
0: Yeah. No, it was um, – I didn't get to talk about my – this was before I saw Aloha, and I really wanted to talk about – the marketing and kind of abandonment of aloha, but we didn't really have time. We only had You had to minutes. say aloha to that idea. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, guys. Shut the fuck up, Cody.
3: <laughs> hey, I was – we
0: were
2: told on an iTunes review that there were mediocre puns galore, so I think we kind of – I
1: think that was an uh, actually an, uh, a good thing, right? Was yeah. that a compliment? Yeah. yeah. So I'm filling – I'm giving the fill. What? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins?
2: I don't know. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm a little off.
1: Yeah, you've anyway. been on vacation yourself. Yeah. Are you gonna drink that pickle juice? You want it?
0: No, I don't <laughs> want it. I want you to drink. Did you leave the stem in there?
1: Yeah, I chewed oh, on, the, I chewed on, on, on <laughs> the stem and then I spit it back out. Uh, you gotta drink that pickle juice, like I will maybe at the end of the show. It, That'll be like sh- a big, the big uh, reveal at the end. Put the mic like by your throat, yeah. so we can hear you. I s- just swallow it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Uh let's go ahead and move on to news. It's time for the real rundown recapping this week in movie news. Hey you guys is George
1: uh, is George Clooney a movie star? Yeah what do you think Kiko? I think he's uh, when you know the the whole term a lister gets thrown around way too much. People think everybody's an a lister they're in your movie um George clooney's a real a lister he's a legitimate a lister I agree actor. I agree, however. What did you call this guy?
0: A troll? You called him something else. Or you, do you want to not say
2: it? I don't remember what I said. You called him a fuckboy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right.
0: What's the story here, Cody? You were very angry, very angry about this.
2: Yeah, well, Kyle Smith from the New York Post, he's been known to be a bit of a troll. I think he was the first negative review of Toy Story 3, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that was Armand White. No. Uh, he was a negative review, but I think Kyle Smith was the one who came in and wrecked it. Oh. <laughs> or one of those anyway. Um he essentially came out with a uh, oh god damn it.
0: <laughs> Did Hold you on. lose the article?
2: No, the flash stopped working and it stopped the oh, article god. on his tracks. Anyway Uh so uh essentially he came out with an article saying that Clooney has been who has been headlining movies for nineteen years just doesn't sell tickets.
0: What's the what's the title of this article? Uh
2: The title of the article is "Let's Face It: George Clooney Sucks," or "Face It: George Clooney Sucks." Mm. Um, But the idea is that uh, he's basically saying that he gives the example of The Rock as someone who uh, headlines movies all the time and and makes you know triple, quadruple, whatever the the amount of money that George Clooney's films make, and basically saying that because George Clooney is so well liked, people, uh, uh, you know. Go, uh, you know, look past re- it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I coincidentally, I had an unrelated conversation with someone online about this, uh, not related to the article, just talking about like what it means to be an A lister. And like someone like George Clooney, like Kiko was saying, is kind of the definition of that. Like, there's, you, there's not really a hit movie pedigree behind it, mm-hmm. but he's the kind of guy that shows up at award shows even when he's not nominated. He's always being photographed, he's, he's right, he's, he's that, like. That old school movie
1: star, that... not as old school as like say Jack Nicholson. I think they're in different like generations, but so, somewhere around there. I mean, I could see the same thing happening. I think I see Clooney in the same like a limelight as like a Tom Hanks or a Tom Cruise. Um, well, it's like eh, Tom Hanks doesn't really headline blockbusters anymore, but, right?
0: But he's you know he's still a, an
1: A-lister. I, I think what I, this article is saying is because his movies don't make money makes not makes him a non-star.
2: Well, they're saying I mean.
1: It's just, I mean,
2: look, He's. it says Clooney isn't even a movie star. He's just a guy who keeps getting highly paid to make movies nobody wants to see. And, like, it, the, the argument is dumb, first of all, because, you know, if he's, he's using an example of The Rock, which The Rock is only starring in, like, summer movies yeah. that are designed to make money. That's what they exist for. Clooney doesn't really do that. If you take out Tomorrowland, he's making these small movies that are either awards bait or – uh, you know, prestige movies as we might call them, um, you know, with the exception of Gravity, which even that was an awards movie. Yeah. Uh but you know, the idea is, you know, he says by contrast, Johnson's three Fast and Furious films are by far the three highest grossing entries. Look, you cannot count those fast and furious movies as the rocks. Real well, rocks. The rocks, exactly. Exactly. right? It's just a dumb argument. Yeah. And you know, it's it's like apples and oranges, right? I mean it's you know, you cannot sit here and say that Clooney is something that he's not trying to be. Like you can't hold that against him. He's right. not, they're not trying Clooney's movies are not meant to make millions and billions of dollars at the box office. They just aren't.
0: Well, the fact is that his reputation has been cemented already. Like he's made his his uh his presence known. He's won an Oscar supporting actor, right? For mm-hmm. uh was it Siriana? Syriana, yeah. 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 And uh and you know, he's made fantastic movies like Up in the Air and uh, what was the other one? I like the uh, Ides of March. I like the, I, I the Descendants. The Descendants—that's the other one yeah. I was thinking of. Um, Michael Clayton was also a great. Oh, Michael Clayton. Uh, really and then the—you know—the Ocean's Eleven movies were not great movies, but they were crowd-pleasing. They weren't huge hits, but they were—you know—it was a, a kind of a fun exercise with him and a bunch of stars and Steven Soderbergh. It's—it's mm-hmm. uh, it's different to me than when Hollywood tries to manufacture a star. Uh, like you know, Jeremy Renner, yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Renner, or I'm thinking of like Sam Worthington, yeah, that's a good or one. Uh, you know, just they just keep putting this guy in this, just Taylor trying Kitch. to make it work. Oh man, I think Taylor Kitsch has just gotten a well. Battleship sucked balls, and John Carter was a disaster. But and
2: Savages was another one that he. I never saw Savages. It was terrible. So, Savages
0: isn't good either. I think he's going to have a redemption with True Detective. Maybe, hopefully, it
2: worked for. Well, McConaughey already. Was on his way up, but still.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I love Taylor Kitsch on Friday Night Lights. And I don't think Peter Tim Berg... Riggins. Tim Riggins.
2: Yeah. I don't think Peter Berg did him any favors by throwing him in the middle of Battleship. No, but I, I, I just like... I mean, look, Tomorrowland is a flop. We can, we all know that. But but it's not also a flop. It's a
1: bad movie. So there, there, right. you have to remember, like, I mean... But, but Clooney makes bad movies. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I just hate this paragraph. Of his 25 starring movies, four made a significant amount of money. That's a point one six batting average.
0: Yeah. And then, like, stuff like Batman and Robin, that was something he was thrown into. That's like something that actually... you just have
1: to fucking take. I mean, that's you're going to be the next Batman. You don't say no to that.
2: But also, you're also have to consider that this article is coming from a perspective that money is everything, which it's not. I mean, like, like, like it says something like this. Um, it says, uh, if you look at Dwayne Johnson's notorious flop of Hercules, it still managed to grow $73 million. Like, okay, but, I mean, like, box office money is not everything. And also, you cannot compare the box office numbers of Hercules to something like the Ides of March. Like, they're just... Yeah, they're for two totally different audiences.
0: Well, yeah, Tomorrowland, I guess, is is top of mind because it's a big summer movie that flopped yeah. with Clooney. Um, I mean, The Rock just scored his biggest ever solo debut with with uh, San Andreas this yeah. week, which we're going to talk about a little later. But he's been tagging along on Fast and Furious. Oh yeah,
2: well, and you know, it's something I said to to a friend who showed me this article was. Um, was that nobody would ever say that Brad Pitt is not a movie star, but yet if you take out World War Z, Mm -hmm. he's been making these types of movies too for the last 10 years. Right. Yeah, some work and
0: some don't. And, you know, again, we'll go back to Jack Nicholson. No one's going to say Jack Nicholson's not a movie star. Right. But when was – his last movie was in 2010. Yeah. And then I think his last semi-hit was before that with the bucket list. Yeah. But he's still A-list all the way. He's at courtside at Laker games. Mm -hmm. He's at the fucking Oscars every year. He hasn't been nominated in –
1: in the Departed. 20
0: years. Oh, wait, it was Departed. That's right. I was thinking of it. No, he didn't get nominated for The Departed.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, because um, Wahlberg got nominated instead. They didn't both get nominated. He, Wahlberg took his place. Oh, I la- would have
2: thought Nicholson would have been lead in The Departed. Oh,
1: no. No, he didn't get nominated that year. The la- but he won in For As Good As It Gets back in... 97? 97, 97, somewhere. Well, or yeah,
0: it. the movie was released in 96, so... I mean, it's been 18 years since he's won
2: an Oscar, and he's still there.
0: He hasn't fu- been.
1: A, I don't think he's been in the Oscars for a while.
2: I, really? Yeah, I think it's... his last Oscar nomination was about Schmidt in 2000, oh.
1: 2002. But I thought he was always there. Not all the time. He wasn't there for. I want to say probably for the last three or four years he hasn't been there. I could be wrong though. Cody, Cody's the one with the laptop. <laughs>
3: so I, I don't. I,
1: there's <laughs> for, no. For, like, did he attend the Oscars? Of course. Like there, oh, you don't think that you'd be able to find that on the
0: internet? Regardless, but I'm going to find that. Regardless, the it's it's. It's one of those things that you're never going to not consider him an A-list star, right? Um,
1: do you wonder? I, I wonder do when people, when actors take roles on, do they know how much money is behind the movie? Like, did Clooney know that Tomorrowland was going to – they were going to spend like two hundred million dollars to make it? Oh well, do you think I'm, they they know that, or they
0: just look at the script and I'm sure. Well, I mean, if it's something effects heavy like that, I'm sure they have to know. You think so? Because I mean, it, there's there's plenty. They of, can probably
2: tell by their paycheck. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and. and well, the production of it I mean there's obvious green screen work in this, you know, a lot of it, and then the whole house escape scene is all special effects, so right. there's yeah, I would assume that that you know it's going to be a uh you know a big and you know i i wouldn't I wouldn't guess that somebody like Clooney is not tapped into what's happening with the film,
2: yeah you know what I mean absolutely, but I mean, but I seriously mean it when I say in their paycheck i mean you know if you're getting paid millions upon millions of money and it has like disney on the paycheck i think you're going to know <laughs> that you know there's a lot of money sunk into it
0: maybe well usually these things kind of
1: float around for a little
2: while yeah but no no movie star is that unaware of like what they're getting into i don't no,
0: think no i'm not
1: i'm not saying well
2: he said maybe and
0: didn't i'm like, yeah. jim
1: carrey get paid like 15 million million to make liar liar i'm sure liar liar didn't spend a lot of money to make that well you know? he that was because he was so bankable yeah
2: he was the biggest comedy star at that time I'm just saying a paycheck doesn't
1: automatically mean that you're. Well, the money
2: has to come from somewhere.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you're getting you're spending that much money to make the movie. It's not two million dollars just because you're given twenty million dollar paycheck.
2: Well, no, I understand what you're
0: saying there. I mean, liar, liar! He obviously knows that the bulk of the well, not the bulk, but a shitload of the production budget is going to his salary. You know, whatever George Clooney makes for Tomorrowland, I'm sure he knows that. You know, he's not. He's not making the same percentage of the salary that Jack, that uh, Jim Carrey was for Liar Liar.
1: Look, you know you're a movie star like Jack Nicholson when you can demand part of the, um, you know, the box office when Batman hits. Yeah. Like he did back then. That see, if a movie, I don't, I've never heard of a movie star doing that since then. Have they? I think Robert I Downey
0: well, Jr. Uh, is getting that for, is the he, the Iron, Man for Iron Man movies.
2: The biggest back end I remember hearing was um, Paranormal Activity. Where they made that movie for nothing and took back end on it. It just made a killing.
0: <laughs> oh, right. But, but I, I think that's part of uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s deal. That's why, there, that's why when everybody said that everybody thought he was going to walk away from this Avengers series, yeah. Marvel series, I just couldn't ever believe it. Because at some point, you know, you're just like, this is all the money in the world coming to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm never, ever going to make this much money.
2: Backing up the old Brinks truck, am I right? Uh, I hate that expression.
1: I've never heard that expression. You haven't. Mm-mm.
2: Have you been anyway. living under a giant pickle? Maybe. You're still working on that thing.
1: God. I'm almost done at the end of He's it. Got just the
0: tip
2: left. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of backwards. But <clears throat>
0: anyway, um, George Clooney,
1: definite movie star.
2: Total movie star. This article is dumb.
1: Yeah, my favorite George Clooney movie is actually a really small movie that nobody saw called Solaris. I
0: love that movie. I I loved uh, Three Kings back when mm. it was released. I think that's the first time I ever heard of David O. Russell like fighting with an actor. Like I think they wanted to get in a fist fight. Oh, oh that right. was and the uh,
2: yeah, that was the Clooney. If you if you you can find out on Google uh, Clooney's story about oh, can. David O. Okay, you find out on Google. You, you fire up the old Google machine. <laughs> no, it's really an awesome. It's it's an awesome story actually. He was because David O. Russell was berating people on set, and Clooney was like, "No, yeah. you're not going to do that on my set." I love George Clooney. Favorite, favorite George he's, Clooney he's for, so for me is Up in the Air. I just love that. That's a great movie. I love that I, movie, that performance.
0: Man, I have such a, a terrible love for – I mean and, and don't get me wrong. It's not a good movie. But Batman and Robin is just such a horrendous misfire and you can just see the pain in Clooney's face the whole time because <laughs> he's playing – I mean his, the only thing worse than than Cody's puns are the puns. By Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger in that movie. Have you seen (laughs)
0: Batman and Robin, Cody?
2: Yeah. Not in many years, but yeah. God, those
0: ice puns. Uh, They're so terribly, amazingly bad.
3: But it's just so great.
2: My puns are not bad. I don't really... (laughs) Like, I'm I'm very offended by that. You need to cool it, Cody.
0: (laughs) That was my Arnold voice. It's pretty good. (laughs) Thanks. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger still A-list? Uh... Yes. You think so?
2: Maybe after this new Terminator movie comes <clears> out. But... Well, I mean his,
0: his movies have bombed ever since he, he left the governor's office. But... So
2: I don't really think that that would make him an A-list. Nah, I mean I he's just... Arnold Schwarzenegger though. I mean – I know, but that doesn't – I mean so at some point your your uh, I don't your fame kind of Yeah, I think you can go out from a little A-list bit. and drop a little bit. Yeah, okay, let like, I mean, okay, like, not... me ask this. Is, is Gene Hackman – a list. I mean, well, Gene has a, Hackman's retired. Yeah, but does but does I mean Jack Nicholson is too technically, and you would still call him A list. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I would say probably. I mean, just because he's well respected and
2: see, I think that I think that you have a time limit on that thing.
0: But I mean, I'm talking like when you say A list, I mean like. If he wanted to go to the Oscars, yeah. he could. Oh, <laughs> he would just show up. You know Speaking I mean? of, or if he wanted to get into a restaurant, uh, he could. But at I the think same Selena time, like Selena Gomez if, could go to the Oscars
1: if she wanted to. Y- yeah, but I, I th- know. But I mean, like <laughs> God, I can't get my joke. What? In. <laughs> go ahead.
2: Uh, go ahead. I'll tell my joke later. Oh, no, I'm done. Now I was just gonna say. <laughs> now you're, it's you're on I'm the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, but now uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. couldn't get in the Oscars if he wanted to.
0: He, if he like started doing a job, or he something. would have
2: to. He, He's he's been working for this whole time. No, I know I mean, OJ Next, Oh, on. you mean if he was like taking hats
3: and yeah. and, and, and coats? <laughs> what taking hats? Yeah, like, <laughs> is this the fifties? Like uh, block yeah. your
0: fedora for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that some people have transcended that. I, I I mean, obviously there are fallen stars and stuff that that can no longer call themselves a list. But right. I think there are a few that are transcendent enough. I think someone like Schwarzenegger is.
2: Who do you think is the is the is the Oscar winner past winner who has the least chance of being invited back?
0: Oh, um, Monique. Monique's crazy though. That doesn't really count.
1: Cuba Gooding Jr. is a good one. Who's that? Got, got the Gary Busey. Gary Busey hasn't won, but he was nominated. I hated. There was one year where Gary Busey went to the Oscars, and he said some kind of crazy rant. He like cut it in front of. Somebody on He's the,
2: not well though. Yeah, like that's for
0: uh, real. And I'm talking
2: winners, like Oscar
0: winners.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like I, I don't think because what happened was he cut in front of a, a a mic and like these younger like girls like looked at him like who is this guy? But they don't realize like the here I hate that. Like they don't no. know who he is. I mean, not the not. I mean, he was an okay, he was an okay actor back then, but he he's an Oscar nominated actor. You should at least Chet know. Chet
2: Stedman and Rookie of the Year. It's an amazing role.
0: I would say um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Carrie I, Busey and Rookie of the say, Year. I would say someone like Mira Sorvino. Was she did she win? No, um, uh, yeah, she did for uh, Mighty might Aphrodite. For I think she would be. I don't think anybody even knows she's alive anymore. Yeah, Aww. I mean that sounds harsh, but I think <laughs> you know Quentin Tarantino dumped her fifteen years ago. I, I probably someone like that. I don't know.
2: Mm. Um, Just an interesting exercise.
0: Yeah, play it with your friends. Argue with your friends. Yeah, which which Oscar winner? Roberto Benigni was, was a yeah. Oh, that's a good definitely. One. Definitely. Which Oscar winner... Which Oscar winner slash A-list celebrity would no longer be invited back? Yeah,
2: who fell the hardest yeah. off the list?
0: Mara Sorvino, probably, um, is my guess, just recently. I'm sure there's plenty others. Uh, Monique's crazy.
3: Monique just
2: don't give a fuck, though.
0: Remember she had a talk show at the time? Do you remember that?
2: Mm-hmm. I do not.
0: She was... It was so fucking crazy. Anyway... Play it with your friends. Tell us what you think. Email us at podcast at Cinesnob.net with your list of fallen A list stars.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a super awesome, uh, you know, really positive spin on all of this. You know, it's not totally negative at all. Right? We are just
0: doing it. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of that doesn't take away from the fact that it's kind of a crummy thing. What happened to your arm?
0: Uh, all I of sun- a sudden, boo boo, and all of a sudden you're super like. Down on cynicism?
2: But super. Guys, seriously, guys, I mean, they worked hard. They make their pictures. They... <laughs> They're moving <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Why don't
0: you guys try to make a movie if you think you're so good at it?
2: Uh, why, I'm don't actually... you make your,
0: why don't you make your own Oscars?
2: Make my own Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. you think you're so good at it. I will. All right. I'll get Seth MacFarlane to host.
0: Okay. Anyway, let's move on to our next topic. Tron 3, whatever the fuck it was going to be called. Ascension?
1: Something like that? I don't know. Was, Wait, those are Tron 2? It was called Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. I didn't oh, see it. Oh, you mean the new Tron.
0: Well, yeah. It's a sequel though. Right. It was a sequel. The third movie was rumored, never officially greenlit or greenlighted. How do you say that? Greenlit. 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 Um, a couple months ago and now it's been officially canceled by Disney. Some people think it's because of Tomorrowland's failure. Mm-hmm. But I don't quite buy that, and I know you don't either, Cody.
2: No, uh, I think that it's an interesting th- thing to look at, and I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility. But I think to create a direct correlation is a little, it's a little flimsy. Um, but multiple articles have been referencing that that the fact that they took on a big futuristic sci-fi movie in Tomorrowland and it just tanked for them. Um, you know, I, I I don't remember how much of a hit Tron Legacy was.
0: Not much.
2: I didn't think so. It's kind
0: of lukewarm. Um, I think it grossed $400 million total worldwide on like a $170 million budget, something like that.
2: Right. And, uh, you know, I, Jared Leto was rumored to be in it with Olivia Munn. That was supposed to be.
0: Olivia Munn or Olivia Wilde? Olivia
2: Munn. So they were going to have both Olivias in it? Uh, Yeah. What? You can't do that. Well, they, <laughs> they were. They, yeah, it was going to have Olivia Wilde and Olivia Munn. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: That's super hot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They're both very attractive women.
1: Wasn't they there a, wasn't there a Tron TV show for a while? There too? was a
0: there was a Tron animated series with Elijah it was, Wood or something. Yeah, and Bruce Boxliker. Bruce Boxleitner. <laughs> Bruce Boxliker. <laughs> That's from Mystery Science Theater 3000. But anyway, uh, it I think it only ran 19 episodes and that was it. It just it nobody the enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's what I was trying to say in a nice way. That <laughs> Nobody really gave much of a shit. Yeah. Have you seen the original Tron? Mm-hmm. What about you, Cody? Negative. It's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best remembered through a thick fog of nostalgia. Oh, yeah. You
1: have to have seen it back then at the the year it was open to really feel for it because I didn't. Maybe that's why I don't. But, I mean, that was, it was groundbreaking stuff when it first came yeah, out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's you look at it now and you're like, man – nobody knew
0: shit about computers (laughs) because it's just like stupid stuff about computers, right? You know, getting D and scanned and all this other bullshit. Um, (laughs) but I think the only thing anybody really came away from uh, Tron legacy with was the soundtrack, which is by Daft Punk. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing I never actually saw legacy, but that's the only thing I remember being hearing being made, uh, out to be positive. Yeah, it was a,
1: it was a good uh, so, uh soundtrack or score. I saw the movie, it's not very good. But but do you
0: think that uh
1: that Tomorrowland was related to it at all in your opinion? I mean, the same studio, so yeah, I think they're going to start, you know, looking at their checkbooks a little bit harder and seeing how much... Their sure. checkbooks? <laughs> you, you were saying me sounding old-fashioned. Check my uh, ledger here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to get to a point where you're like, man, we're spending so much fucking money on this movie. Is it really going to... I mean, you can kind of tell, too. Like, couldn't you tell, like, when... Uh, what were we talking about? That one that just bombed... Tomorrowland? Uh, no, no, no. With uh, the... I can't remember now. The uh, It's named after a guy. It's, uh... Which one? J. Edgar. <laughs> J. Edgar. <laughs> We're know. just talking about actors who have fallen or 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 they're try, we're trying to they're trying to make a movie stars Jeremy Renner? No. Oh god. Sam Worthington? J- right after that one. <laughs> oh remember. my god. I don't remember. The guy that's had two bombs recently. Taylor Kitsch? Kitsch. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 God. Anyway, I hope people are listening going Taylor Kitsch, they're screaming. <laughs> it's Taylor Kitsch Kiko, he's right behind you. <laughs> anyway, his movie, the John, John Carter John Carter. I mean, you could tell that that was going to bomb. Couldn't well, you? Mean, I mean, it was just well, it was Like sh- Jupiter Ascending. It's the same kind of... John
0: you know, Carter, I don't think is as bad a movie as Jupiter Ascending. But the problem with John Carter, and I think we talked about it before, was it's a fucking hundred-year-old story. Exactly. And but, everything
1: has borrowed from it since
0: then. So you watch it now and it feels like a rip-off.
1: Look, when you're putting $200 into a movie, you have to have some smart people working in the studio to realize that it's not going to make the money back. If not, they shouldn't be working there. Well, the, so, I mean, to say that you're... You know, you don't know that something's not gonna really. I mean, when's the last time that somebody didn't put any faith into something and then it just blew up and was amazing? I don't remember. I don't. I can't think of anything where it's like uh, it's probably not gonna do well. Oh my God, it did! You know, three hundred and you know million in the first two weeks. Or well, whatever.
0: there's there's a sense that uh, that when there's a problematic movie like we're gonna talk
1: about later with Aloha, when they feel like it's going to not make its money, back, right, they, they will abandon. it. Right, they abandon it exactly. They don't push harder like they did with John Carter or push you know, strongly or like they did with Tomorrowland. I mean, it's just stupid. I it's- think
0: the the thing with both Tomorrowland and John Carter is Disney made a mistake in thinking that the Pixar brand magic would carry over. Because both of those are directed by former Pixar directors. John Carter was Andrew Stanton, and he went batshit crazy on this movie, doing reshoots and just spending so much money on John Carter. And then Brad Bird you know, made The Incredibles, which was great. Made Ratatouille, oh, mm-hmm. and then made that Mission Impossible movie that everybody fucking fell in love with. Right. But he would—he ne- was never proven outside of either a formula or an established franchise. And you see Tomorrowland left to his own devices, it just was a, a piece of shit. Um, so I can—a lot of people are going to again start trumpeting this as like. The end of original thoughts, or the end of something outside of superhero movies or Star Wars movies. But the point is, nobody just just nobody gives a shit.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think it will be. I mean, there there needs to be more original ideas. I mean, some of them are gonna make money, and some of them aren't. It's just like anything else. I mean,
0: well, I mean, Sam, don't take
1: don't take away my original ideas. Come on, guys. What am I gonna have?
0: Well, I mean, Tron Three
1: wasn't exactly an original idea. Right. but No, I'm saying just in general. Like, I hope Tomorrowland doesn't. Make filmmakers think that they're not going to be able to do more of that kind of stuff. I mean, I t- at least Tomorrowland tried, but I mean, it didn't work. So well, I, I mean, I think Tomorrowland
2: has its own problems that are unrelated to the fact that it's original. I think that it's right, you know. I but uh, you know, I, I don't see this. That's the difference is because I think that it's it's sort of like you know, maybe they were trying to avoid the Edge of Tomorrow problem, which was that Oblivion came out and sucked so hard, and uh, and it looked the same. Yeah you yeah, know it looked it, you know people could not tell the difference between Oblivion and uh an Edge of Tomorrow <laughs>
0: Oblivion also directed by the Tron Legacy director yes. and, it and
1: any- it's because they don't give it a chance i mean Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow was a great uh, i thought i know that you didn't care for it as much as i did but i thought it was no, a, I liked it no, 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 he oh. was winning oh. oh i thought it was a really really well done action movie and um i think it only falls apart at the end the end's not great
0: the end's kind of big explosiony
1: I just, when you, whenever you think original idea, most people c- connect that with smaller films, yeah. art house films. So when you get an original idea, big blockbuster su- summer movie, people get a little weary about that. Oh, wait a minute, what is that? Uh, I've never heard of this before. Uh, what's going on? And they yeah. want something that they recognize a little bit more.
0: Well, I mean, I guess marketing, film marketing is kind of pure lizard brain shit where it's you can't make something that looks like something else you can't make something cuz that was a big thing with John Carter uh, at least naming wise that's why it had such a generic name because it was originally called John Carter of Mars mm-hmm. i think years ago someone like Harry Knowles and Robert Rodriguez were working on it and i think it was called Princess of Mars and you know focus group testing said m- boys wouldn't go see a movie with the name princess in the title yeah as if as if there's no other stimuli in the yeah. world just a name right but it's, it's i think just marketing gets gets uh gets valued so much more over at least what you have because i think the last time disney did that was with uh frozen do you remember the marketing for frozen was all olaf and then it it finally hit right it, that there was actually the, princesses behind it or? yeah and then like no one gives a shit about olaf
1: anymore right like you
0: don't you know what i mean like you see the movie poster and there was olaf like front and center yeah
1: and meanwhile it's... Well, it was the same thing with a uh, uh tangled it was called rapunzel before and that some of the um trailers had the prince who's like the secondary character in it like as the trailer following him around is mm-hmm. but it was really about and they couldn't call her rapunzel so they called it tangled because it seems more i don't know boy friendly i don't know something you are as well <laughs> does it <laughs> All those boys and their tangles in their hair. All <coughs> well, tangled. I mean, you know, it doesn't sound. They could be wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> tangled up. Anyway, hair
0: pulling. Just call it hair
1: pulling. Oh Jesus! <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a different movie. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, I don't care that Tron Three got canceled. Some, no. I think there's probably like seven or eight people that do <laughs>
1: in the world.
0: But you know, Tomorrowland. If it, if it, if that was the casualty, then I don't. I don't think it's any great loss.
2: Yeah, I mean if anything, Tomorrowland is just going to make Disney think twice about anything. Hopefully at this point and have some more quality control or at least they're going to take it could it could go both ways. I mean, it could mean that Disney takes, you know, doesn't take such big swings cuz Tomorrowland was a big swing or that they control it a little bit. But I'm not sure that having a guy has respected as Brad Bird is coming in and you know, whiffing so hard is, is going to make them feel much better.
0: I, I think it's it's at least encouraging that the movie wasn't good and it bombed. Yeah, you know, as opposed to there being a good movie that bombed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a little more, well, a little less painful, I guess, when it right. comes to because it's not like oh fuck, nobody saw this movie and it's great. It's like nobody saw this movie and good
1: because it sucked. Did did Minority Report make a lot of money? Can't remember. I, I believe it did. Well, maybe. I know it was off of a short story, but nobody knew really the short story. Oh well, it's it's really basically a brand new movie. I mean, it's just right, kind of right. But I'm just yeah. I mean, that's a it's a great amazing movie that nobody really Let's see. paid attention to. I don't remember them paying attention to it, but it I made
2: think, a it made 358 million worldwide. That um, was
0: what 2003, 2002.
2: This was in 2002.
0: That's a lot of money. Was that, is that
3: a,
1: well, maybe I was wrong. I'm
2: trying to see how much it made domestically.
0: Uh, you. <sighs> Pickles and soda pop, and soda pop. This is tea.
2: It made a total Water. of one hundred thirty-two million domestic Minority Report, which is not. I mean, you have to factor in it was two thousand two, so uh, you know that's a that's a nice chunk of change.
0: That was up against the first Spider-Man movie too that summer, <laughs> so <laughs> Spider-Man ruled the box office in two thousand
1: two. Man, that was a great movie. That was a great year. Spielberg came out with Minority Report and Catch Me if It you can. opened. It opened up against Lilo and Stitch oh. that
2: week.
3: So.
0: Man, you know, Stitch is a weirdly popular character. I don't think that movie has any real defenders. Like, yeah. But but the character of Stitch appears on all kinds of Disney stuff.
2: They should do uh, The Rock, to tie it into this week, and do Snitch. But include Stitch and call it Snitch and Stitch.
0: The Rock? What? You
1: don't remember that movie, <laughs> Snitch, with The Rock? No? These are these amazing puns that he's... Um, I don't remember that movie, though. Snitch? Yeah. It was a
2: uh, – was like Wasn't it a prison break movie or something about prison? It was a sequel to Snatch. <laughs> yes, yeah, Snitch, Snatch, and Stitch. <laughs> stitch, Snatch. <No>. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
0: anyway, I don't care about Tron <clears throat> 3.
2: We spend a lot of time talking about a movie we, nobody we don't care about.
0: I remember the video game, like playing it at the movie theater.
1: Do you remember that? Kiko? Which video game? Tron. Oh, no, I don't remember that. (laughs) No.
0: Well, fuck it, then.
1: (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to
0: reviews.
3: Here are this week's reviews.
0: First up, we've got San Andreas. No,
3: no, 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 no. Under the table. Drop, cover, and hold on. record just jumped from 6.5 to 9.5 what does that mean powers of 10 so it's 100 times stronger now don't worry caltech is probably the safest place to be right now professor it looks like the whole san andreas fault line is being activated and it's heading towards san
0: francisco oh shit (laughs) in the aftermath of a massive earthquake in california a rescue chopper pilot makes a dangerous journey across the state in order to rescue his daughter Cody,
3: mm-hmm.
0: tell us what's shaking on this movie. Oh. 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 good,
2: good, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, man, it's one of it's one of those films where um, this movie is dumb. I mean, it's it's dumb. Uh, it's, it's disaster porn is exactly what it well,
0: is. Let me stop because just that scene just made me think. One of my favorite things that was happening during the movie, and I would turn to you when it would happen, yeah. is that's Paul Giamatti and, uh, and his team at Caltech have been able to predict these earthquakes. Yeah. And uh, he's talking to a reporter. Um, Archie Punjabi is an actress from The Good Wife. Anyway – uh, every time something's about to happen, one of his students comes to get him. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. Professor, you need to see this. Yeah. And I, I turning to you and go, is it the earthquake?
2: <laughs> yeah. Because that's literally every time. Well, it's, yeah, it falls into every disaster movie trope. I mean, yeah. just the, the fact that there's one scientist that nobody's going to listen to. and But here's the thing. It's kind of fun. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's entertaining. I agree. It's uh, I was never bored throughout the movie. And, I mean, you have to know. Uh, I think that it sort of embraces... Um, what it is more so than some of these other movies that take itself a little bit too seriously. Like you remember like something like Into the Storm, which was just an awful, awful movie that took itself really seriously. I
0: didn't see that. But uh, my most recent comparison is 2012. OK. I think 2012 was a little more ridiculously stupid. Yeah. But Not, I mean – The scene in 2012 with the limo. I didn't, I didn't oh, see it. Oh, you didn't it, see 2012? Yeah. Did you see – you saw 2012 mm-hmm. where they're fucking – John Cusack is driving that limo right. and literally the street is falling apart underneath him. Anyway, but
2: right. yeah, it's you know it's it, look. I mean, you have to know what you're getting into. I mean, on two separate occasions in two different aircrafts, uh, the rock gets out to save someone while it flies itself. Like it's like it's just a silly disaster movie, but it works. Um, you know, uh, I won't say that a lot of the um, the the family related stuff hits that hard, but um, you know, it has that it has that thread of you know I'm going to go save my daughter. And, and, and go through the biggest earthquake of all time and and, and do whatever it takes to save her type of storyline. Again, nothing new or original. Um, but I think that The Rock is such a charismatic and likable guy and actor that you just kind of have fun watching him do impossible things. Uh, I,
1: I think that when it comes to disaster movies nowadays, I mean we're in 2015 and we've seen it all already. So it's kind of hard to create something completely brand new, so we're in a crazy middle ground where, okay, you're either going to go completely serious like Enter the Storm, which is trash, or you're going to go completely off the charts like uh, Sharknado, right, which people are going to know. it's their opposite ends of the spectrum right there. This falls somewhere in, in between, I guess, but at the same time, I still didn't think it was as silly as it needed to be to be f- as fun as you, think, you guys think it is. I just think that there was still some you know, um, self—you know, aware—not not self-awareness. Those some self-importance to it that I thought came across a little bit too much. Now, The Rock, he kind of brings it down to a level I think where people can kind of—they—they um, um, they feel like you know they can get behind this guy and root for him. And he's a great. I, again, I'm always gonna be behind The Rock, and uh, even though he hasn't really made some between The Rock and Hard Place. Exactly. <laughs> I think the Rock is a good action star. I think he's just he, we have to wait for him to actually get a role that's going to propel him to that level, and he hasn't gotten that yet, so I don't know it's a, it's a weird middle ground for me. I just thought it was an average very, very average um destruction film. look mm. as soon as uh, as soon as like the
0: ridiculous shit started happening, mm-hmm. like for example, um, Carla Gugino, yeah. Carla Gugino, right? I think That's it's like Gugino. Said. I think it's gugi gugi Carla G plays his uh, ex-wife yeah. or divorcing wife, whatever. And uh, she's at a uh, like a posh L.A. restaurant meeting Yon uh, Gruffin's brother her who, sister who's played by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Who fucking falls off a building like is bitchy and then the building starts to collapse and she's dead. Yeah. But like this building is falling apart and everybody's running down and – she manages to call The Rock, who's flying his helicopter solo for maintenance. And he just comes. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to go pick her up. And he rescues her from the top of this crumbling building. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck it. We're going to fly to San Francisco to save our daughter, who went to her, vo- quote, college volleyball game, <laughs> even though she's a, like a 29-year-old woman. Right. Uh, Alexandra Daddario. Mm-hmm. Um, who I'm a we, big fan
2: of, by the way. Because
0: yeah. Because of how gorgeous she is. And, <laughs> True Detective, what, episode two? Uh,
2: I don't know. Uh, I'm surprised you don't have the minutes and seconds marker in that, too. Aren't she's, you a, she's
1: naked. Aren't you a member of Mr. Skin? <laughs> Mr. Skin.
2: I love the Mr. Skin joke in, uh, in Knocked Up. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Anyway, uh,
0: who, uh, you I, I, my thing, as I remember, is from the Fantastic Four movies. Mm-hmm. But he's plays uh, her mother's new boyfriend, yeah, who instantly turns evil.
1: Yeah, like he seemed like a really good guy at the beginning. Yeah, right? they get
0: trapped in a like an earthquake traps her in a limo, and he gets rattled and loses his shoe and runs away from her. <laughs> and then like that's a that's at least that's a little bit believable. Like oh, he just got. Shell shocked yeah. and left, but then you see him like throwing somebody in the
2: path of a <laughs> collapsing building. Yes, it's a it's the dumbest turn. And then also you have you know the characters are just bad in the film because you've got him and then you've got uh, the most British guy of all time with his
0: <laughs> Oliver Twist little brother. Yeah, actually I, named Ollie. Yeah, and
2: it's funny because I, I at one point I turned to you and said, "Let's go, Pip." Like I, <laughs> like like it's like seriously, it's like um, imagine like Hugh Grant as a young man. But, like, like, even more British than Hugh Grant is. Like, it's just the most British guy ever. And it's just, you know, that storyline doesn't really take
1: none off. None of it really takes off. I mean, remember I, I'm always telling you about disaster movies. Like, you can't really care about anybody yeah. if, they, if they don't have any backstory or, you know, you don't know anything that's happening in their lives. They really try to do it here. Like, yeah. they really, really try to do it and none of it works.
0: Well, the, the I think the, the the weirdest thing about it is The Rock and, and Carla G are uh, – they're so adamant to
2: save their daughter. Yeah. But she's really self-sufficient and fine. Mm-hmm. Like she's, And they go out of their way to show you that she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah.
1: Who is Iraq supposed to be saving through this whole thing? I mean he probably has the only one of the only working helicopters. He was supposed the- to
2: be going to Nevada to help
0: the Hoover Dam initially. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing that's kind of problematic is – as the hero, he
2: really abandons his post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's a- well, and he's a rescue guy, so he's not rescuing anyone else except yeah. for... He's a first responder, yeah. is what he is. And he's,
1: re- he's leaving his post... To How f- many other daughters died because of his... Well, um, you
0: see literally dozens of people die on screen. Yeah. Implied hundreds of thousands, if not millions, are dying. Because, I mean, buildings are just collapsing. And, right. And there's mm-hmm. a...
1: My, okay, which was interesting because you never really see that in these kind of movies. I mean, you just see like buildings falling and people screaming, but you don't see like people falling off bridges and so. Oh, well, yeah. maybe sometimes, but this was like masses of people. Yeah, you just see yeah. them falling into the water. I, I think my favorite
0: part of it is that they decide to fly a, a helicopter to to San Francisco, and of course the engine blows, so the rock has to crash land a helicopter. All right, let's do it. This, <laughs> I wrote in my review, it's like he's a video game character that you can't that's in invincible mode where he (laughs) can't die like he still has to go through all the motions but you know nothing's gonna happen he's like well let's crash land this helicopter right that's how i
1: felt when they're on the ground too even with it even when it wasn't the rock even the kids running away from stuff as buildings are falling they're like just dodging them you know you're gonna dodge them and then like the rock has to disarm a guy that has a
0: gun to his head sure The, the rock they have to steal a plane okay
1: you
2: know, it has a lot of, uh, and this is something I love, uh, and it's a, it's a it's a phrase I've coined called "you son of a bitch" moments. Which, I do this I do this when you're sitting next to me a lot. But there's moments in the in the uh, in, in a lot of these films where someone gets saved like just in the nick of time, and the music swells, and I turn to Jared and I go, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> and, and this has so many of those moments, and I had to refrain from doing it every five minutes. My
0: absolute favorite part of this movie. Is they're in San Francisco and for whatever reason (laughs) – it's not important, but they had to parachute into AT&T Park.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Might as well have put a target right in the middle of
0: (laughs) They land on second base and The Rock makes a joke about getting her to second base. Mm -hmm. Then meanwhile, they walk out of AT&T Park and like another earthquake is happening and he tells people to go like lean against the wall, Mm -hmm. that it's sturdy. But we're seeing other fucking buildings fall.
1: Yeah, there's no way that he could have known that that was sturdy. Any, or, that, That's another thing that everybody was saying like – get she knows to get uh, – the Rock was like she, – she knows what to do. Like, I'm talking about his daughter. Oh, yeah. She's going to get to higher ground. She's going to get into a building that's high. But every building is falling, so <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that logic whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. But, but right after that,
0: they need to figure out how to get to a certain point in San Francisco and they can't go over land, so they take a boat. Mm -hmm. They steal a boat and then – excuse me. The San Francisco Bay starts draining and they realize, oh, fuck. It's a tsunami and here comes a tsunami in the San Francisco Bay and what's the fucking solution? (laughs) Fucking go right over it. God damn it. Power this little shit boat right over the fucking top of a tsunami. At that point, I was like – this is amazing.
2: I guess. I guess it's <laughs> worth mentioning too that the special effects, like they put every cent of this movie on screen. Like.
0: There, there's a few kind of dodgy green screen moments. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's really, really well done.
2: Yeah definitely and it's it gives it gives the movie the scale that it needs i mean cuz if you're going to do this movie it has to be just giant in yeah. terms of what they're doing and i definitely thought that they succeeded in that well
0: i mean it's been a long time since the disaster genre was really popular i think right. it was like the late 90s and early 2000s
2: right and i think that you said it was an average disaster movie i think it's an above average a, a disaster movie considering how bad they normally are above I- average
1: but you still you still you're still, you're, you're still not going to recommend it
2: we don't know that yet, Kiko.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I've, I've warmed to this movie. No. But anyway, um, well, might as well go ahead and give some grades out. Kiko, why don't Again, you
1: average. I mean, I've seen better ones. I've seen worse ones. I mean, I thought to, 2012 and this one was just kind of the this same This is better thing. than
0: 2012.
1: Because of The Rock, maybe. The Rock has more presence than John, John Cusack and but, something to, like and, this. But
0: 2012 had those weird, like, you think they're building spaceships and it was actually just ships and – I didn't like that that whole end, and then like the the good guy new husband died.
1: It really oh, I, sh- I hate it. I'm just waiting for ID four two. What's what your grade for this? Uh, it's a C.
2: You know, I, I like I said, it's dumb. The characters are bad. The script is bad. But there's something about it that is entertaining. And so, you know, I don't. Is it possible to give a C plus and recommend it? Because I I think that if you're if you want to have a good time and you and you like these types of movies, that it is a, 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 a a destruction movie that is better than what you're normally used to. So, um, you know, if if we're going by our scale, I would say probably C plus, but I would recommend it. So C plus B minus. It's you right know in that range.
0: I had uh, I had initially given this a C minus, I think, and I, I'm really really warmed up to it in like the last few days, just thinking about how ridiculously kind of fun it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna echo you, and it's a C plus. But I think yeah, go see it. You yeah, know, it's not. There were, you know, you could have gone to see fucking Tomorrowland.
2: Right, know? yeah, and I, th- I think that, that that you're exactly right. Where something like Tomorrowland is going to be a disappointment, and on, you know, honestly, it's a bit of a strain to watch Tomorrowland. Yeah, uh, this is something that goes down smooth. It's, it's really, uh, it's really entertaining. Like I said, I was never bored during it. So, and, and
0: you can laugh at it, and you don't feel like you're getting ripped off. Right, you know, you're like, you're like, oh fuck, this is fucking stupid. But yeah. it's still fun. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next movie, Aloha. I don't even remember why we broke up.
3: <laughs> we broke up because you didn't show up on our vacation. Oh, I didn't mean to actually talk about that. Oh, no, no. I had three days planned in San Francisco. I had things for us to do and, and things to tell you. And you um, you stayed in Guam. Guam? Really? Don't pretend like you don't remember. Oh, I've waited for this. Hey, if you calm down, I'll try and remember. I'm calm. And this, this feels good. Hey, you know what? I do remember. You said if you don't show up on this vacation, then that's it. Because you're a workaholic who creates work to avoid real work. Yeah, well, I'm still working on that. But to me, you see, a vacation can't be an ultimatum. How can you relax on an ultimatum vacation? The whole concept is stressful. You just had to show up. I was just looking for a gesture. It didn't have to be bold. Just something. I just wanted you to show up. I really loved
0: you. A celebrated military contractor returns to the site of his greatest career triumphs and reconnects with a long ago love while unexpectedly falling for the hard-charging Air Force watchdog assigned to him. That was tough <laughs> for me to say. Man. words Anyway, uh, you didn't see this, Cody.
1: Nope. But uh, Kiko and I did. Kiko. Man, we're just talking about a fun movie to watch. Uh, to Talk about uh you know. Adding to that, oh, that was just so much fun dude i don't know how much fun I had in this movie. you know what <laughs> this This
0: thing comes with a a a loaded reputation
1: well you know of of course it does because when a studio decides to make a movie and they're pushing it for release during Oscar season, people are gonna sit up and listen or sit up and um you know take notice, and then all of a sudden, when the email goes out that they're going to go ahead and push it back. Till the next year, you're wondering, wait a minute, what's going on? Was this pushed back?
2: Uh, I don't know if it was pushed back, but there was – this was part of the – I think we touched well, on this last week, but it was part of the Sony email leaks. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure it was pushed back from December of last year maybe. I think it was supposed to be released I, in I, I December. Think it,
2: I think it was supposed to be. I'll, I'll check on that. But um, I think it was supposed to be, and then. but uh, I don't know if it, a date was ever set in
1: stone. <clears throat> anyway um, – it was pushed some in some Yeah, it was, it was
2: scheduled for Christmas, and then on July 21st, the release date was changed. Okay, so
1: that's never a good sign. I mean, bottom line, right? I mean, they that tells you a couple of things. It tells you that the studio either doesn't believe in it anymore or that something's happening on set that's making it not very uh, workable, right? Um, so we finally see here that they realize after the movie was done, or as it's getting done, that they just don't have a strong movie here, especially one that's not gonna, you know, um, uh, this is not going to compete for Oscars, you know. So they release it here, they dump it out in June of well, I, J- April, that's May, weird. May of uh, two thousand fifteen.
0: That's weird to me because it doesn't feel like a dumping date,
1: you know what I mean? No, it, it doesn't. Like... It doesn't. But I don't know if they, I mean, because dumping dates are usually January, February, right? Um, I don't know why they just did it like this. I mean maybe to, because they knew that everybody kind of knows that January, February are dumping dates. So they just wanted to throw I, in a, throw a wrench into the system. Now, just...
0: I'm going to say right off the bat here, I don't think the movie is as bad as the reputation that precedes Really? It. Wow. I, I mean it's not a good movie, but there are some moments here that are okay. It feels though like a movie that's been just chopped to shit.
1: No, definitely. It's a mess. This movie is like the messiest thing I've seen all year. Um yeah, I just the uh, bo- bottom line, I mean, you go into this and just the story, the overall story itself makes no sense to me whatsoever and it's not an interesting story. I mean, you have this contractor coming in trying to make a deal, a land acquisition deal. That's what the movie's about. It's a, about a land acquisition deal trying to get this land from these this Hawaiian tribe, I guess. Well, it's he's like,
0: trying to get their blessing. Well,
1: their blessing, but he's trying to make a deal where they can go onto the, their land and bless Well, this. they're,
0: they're going to move some bones. Right, is it is. right. But <laughs> but then it then it takes a turn, and all of a sudden it's about launching a satellite?
1: Well, they're trying to launch the satellite from that area, I think, right? That's no, what's happening? No,
0: because they, like, those two things are totally unrelated to me. Are they? They're, they're, they bring him in to negotiate with the, the tribal – King right. like The who plays – who's a man who's playing himself. Um, oh, I didn't know that. But it, it's it, – in an effort to uh, to get a new pedestrian gate for this Air Force base opened. But then it, it turns and all of a sudden it's about launching a satellite. Well,
1: Bill Murray's in this and he plays like a billionaire that wants to go into space. Kind of like – who's that real billionaire guy? Richard Branson. Richard, so he plays kind of like a Richard Branson type uh, person. Um, and He has all the money in the world. So he uh, – Bradley Cooper's character works for him. Um, so you re- you really don't know where what side of the fence he's on, and it gets really messy with that kind of st- with that. It's a very convoluted plot yeah, that's I, happening.
0: I, I don't get what the fuck was happening.
1: Right. I, I, well, I got the land part with the with the Hawaiians, but then Bill Murray comes in and out of the storyline. Yeah. Again, very convoluted type stuff that happens. But even before all that, I mean this. Tri- love triangle that's happening is so, so uninteresting. I just didn't understand why um, Rachel McAdams' character was so important in his life. She I, just kind of just shows up and then disappears for... I get the
0: sense that that, that part was cut a lot, too. This movie feels... It, it's weird to say it, um, but like it, it feels have been like it, yeah, it should have been longer. Because like there's <laughs> oh cause there's, but there's plot elements... Look, it could have been a piece of shit from, from the get-go. But there's stuff that just doesn't make sense, you know, because uh, we see that, like it's it's telegraphed immediately that Rachel McAdams she's married to John Krasinski in the movie, but it's telegraphed immediately that her daughter is Bradley Cooper's daughter.
1: Oh, totally. Like, I mean, yeah. instantly. You know that right away. But, I mean, it's not there's not even any doubt. And, and so, yeah, that's.
0: And when, to be fair, the movie kind of acknowledges that a little bit later, but it feels like there's a bunch of shit in between that missing. You know there, why is? Because look, you have got Br- Bradley Cooper once again playing kind of the broken man who comes back. You know, stuck between the past and the future. You know, he comes back home and he meets the girl that got away, and then has this brand new girl that's gonna, you know, take him places. I don't know how, what I'm trying to say with that, but but uh, it, there's just so much. To, I, I didn't get the fucking satellite
1: thing one bit. <laughs> and then, well, the satellite had. Weapons on it at the end, right? Yeah, he didn't, but, and Bradley Cooper didn't know that. Uh, no, he did. Because I it, don't think it, he did till the very end. No, he did because they sent that. uh He got that flash drive. They stuck it in his pocket. All oh, right, you're right. It's a fucking mess. Like, it sounds it's, terrible. Look, it's. You're, I mean, we're talking about the plot of this movie, yeah. and it's like putting me to
0: sleep. There are, but there are little moments in it. I thought that were that were good, not great, but but good enough. I really like John Krasinski's character. Oh, I Hated John Krasinski. Ca- yes, got, I hated it. It got really corny at the no, end. No, I
1: hated. I hated it from the beginning, and then I, I loathed it at the end with the, the subtitles because he plays a character that doesn't talk. He only talks through, well, but, I guess, his mannerisms. There's
0: there's a weirdness to that relationship between him and Rachel McAdams. Like they seem like they're good, a good couple, and then the, all of a sudden they're not. All of a sudden they're having troubles, mm. and. And then she really kind of violates his privacy at the end. He leaves her a, a letter. Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. And she reads the whole thing to Bradley Cooper and they kind of like bust his nuts about it.
2: No. <laughs> not – what? <laughs> I think it's you should say bust his balls, not bust his nuts. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, they uh... bust his balls about it.
0: Anyway, there, I think there, there's pieces of a, what would have been a, a, a OK movie but – it's just so chopped up and so fucked up that it doesn't like when they he destroys a satellite with sound. I don't even understand what happened. <laughs> he gets some random guy and they pump like yeah. Music. Who was that guy? He was just a guy that, <laughs> sh- that was all of a sudden somebody he knew. There's just no like Bradley Cooper's character arc makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I also think they fell in like showing Hawaii. They, they want to make Hawaii like this tropical paradise and you know this natural habitat that nobody should mess with and uh they, they don't get that they don't they don't make that come across as important as as it's as, as important as they want it to be like something like the descendants i think did a little bit the better descendants,
0: job i thought made hawaii look kind of shitty you think so yeah i thought that was the point like it's not a paradise that people that people went to it was well that, no it was exactly
1: a- i but i think that they they tried they they got that idea of what Hawaii is, just, I mean, depending on what you think about Hawaii, they got that across well, there, like, what does Hawaii mean, well, like, is it really a paradise, or something like that, I know, I know what Descendants was trying to kind of, you know, um, nix that idea, but they made that happen, and this one, they're trying to make Hawaii seem like it's, it is that paradise, there's a so. lot of mysticism, right, exactly, and I don't think they did a good job of, of, of that at all, Um, but yeah, there's so many pieces here that just don't connect whatsoever, the story itself, I was just like, I was a drone in there, man, I was just... I I was is that a line of dialogue from the film. I was
2: just <laughs> you, you've been sure. mentioning a satellite. Oh yeah. So I was, was like is that I've just a drone in there man. No, look, okay, so there's a satellite. Kind of <laughs> kind
0: of the gist is that it kind of reminded me of Tomorrowland a little bit in that they're disappointed that like like Emma Stone, who I think is okay in the movie. I like her
3: I think enth- she,
1: enthusiasm.
0: I think she comes off cleanest in this
1: best? You know what, the- what I got out of this movie? Like a- a- everything that we've been talking about. The best part of this movie is now I know how to pronounce the last name NG. <laughs> you didn't know that was NG? I didn't know it was NG. Have well, you seen that last name? NG. Yeah. I didn't know it was NG. There's a lot of uh, kind of preemptive. I <laughs> 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 think it was.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of preemptive uh, <laughs> stuff people were saying about this movie. <laughs> like that it whitewashed Hawaii, which isn't really true because it does spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about how the military has fucked up Hawaii.
1: Uh, well, Emma Stone does play a, a half Hawaiian.
0: She plays a quarter Hawaiian.
1: Qu- quarter Hawaiian, quarter Chinese.
0: I, look, it's it's weird, and it probably they probably should have left that part out of. They probably should have rewrote <laughs> the script to avoid that. You know, once you hire Emma Stone, you know, a blonde. Was she a redhead? Blonde? No, her her natural hair is blonde.
1: Oh, is it?
0: <laughs> but. uh like like you said, Bradley Cooper's arc makes no sense. I didn't really get that he was working for Bill Murray until I thought Bill Murray had abandoned him.
1: Oh, I don't no. man,
0: it's fucking. There's it's a fucking mess. Uh, Danny McBride has nothing to do. Alec Baldwin comes in for like three scenes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, big cast.
0: It and it, it it's a great star-studded cast. I mean, you can't get anybody really bigger male movie star right now for like a. Kind of dramedy like this, other than Bradley Cooper. I Isn't
2: think. it weird how a, a large majority of the time, when a cast like this comes together, the movie's terrible? Like, like look, think about the Monuments Men uh, from a couple years ago, and how great oh, with that, that cast hack was. George Clooney, yeah, yeah.
0: fucking B-lister. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's
2: necessarily always true. I didn't see that. What? What did you say? That I said. I said a lar- a, a, ma- a large majority of the time. Wouldn't that be? Almost all,
1: almost always. I don't know. I mean, there's. I I think. I
2: think. I think Cameron Crowe just
0: is swinging for the fences, trying to recapture some former glory, and it's just it hasn't worked. I love Cameron Crowe too.
1: I mean, almost famous. I loved Almost Famous so much.
0: But I I don't look. Somebody messed with this movie after the fact.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. Somebody
0: chopped it up. Yeah, you can tell. Um, I don't think that did it any favors.
1: Well, it's it's his name that's on the. On no, I the understand,
0: movie. but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna release it full on in the middle of summer, I don't know why you wouldn't just let it go out as it was. I mean, see, he's
1: somebody that I would love to talk to now and ask him, like, what did you think about your own movie? I wonder if he would be be you know.
0: <laughs> There's some pretty sad emails. Do you remember it. the emails?
2: Oh, where he was trying to position to direct jobs. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's pretty.
2: Cameron Crowe? Yeah. yeah. If you if you look up the Sony the Sony leaks, there was a whole thing about Aloha and how Amy Pascal was really, really upset with how it did. And, and Cameron Crowe apparently refused to make changes on it. So he had – you say that someone messed with it, but I but I believe that there was a thing where it tested really poorly and they suggested changes and they said no.
0: I mean not – when I say mess with it, I mean like it's cut up, like there's – like it's edited down. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's reshot or right. – It's re- not the two-hour
1: re- and 45-minute – epic that he wanted
0: and i and i think that i don't i'm not saying it would have made it a better movie but there would have at least been a little more narrative sense to some of the stuff i have to assume i don't i don't know what the original script looked like but if it if it was full of these kind of fucking jumps and and leaps of narrative logic i don't know how it got greenlit in the first place yeah anyway what's your grade for this man i i really hated this thing um i'm giving it a d wow I think it's a C-minus for me. It's just uh, – it had enough little bitty character moments in it that I didn't totally hate it. Um, but th- there's just a whole lot of what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, I think
1: everybody was just wasted. I, I mean when Bill Murray sh- Bill Murray showed up, I forgot that he was actually in the movie. He doesn't do anything, man. Well, yeah. I think there's a n- nice little dance scene he has with uh, – You
0: and those fucking dance scenes. If a movie mm-hmm. has a dance scene, you're Hell yeah,
1: dude. Give me a little bit of uh, Kevin Bacon and – Flet shaking loose. his ass yeah, for loose. my
0: favorite is still the hot rod one and you know what I'm talking about yeah the, what do they call it punch dancing or punch yeah punch, punch dance
2: I think it's punch dancing right I can't remember
0: but then he falls down the mountain for like <laughs> a solid two minutes
2: <laughs> anyway. I love that movie it's so underrated it's on Netflix you guys hot rod
0: alright let's go ahead and move on to our last movie Nightingale
3: my words and behavior last night were inexcusable I let my temper get the best of me it's finally gonna happen that's what makes this night so special man my mind is just spinning i see now that my whole life is pointed to this moment what do you mean he's not coming it could never have been any other way i can see that plainly now do i pray that you won't judge me too
0: harshly a lonely war veteran psychologically unravels ahead of an old friend's impending visit
2: this is an hbo film yes i didn't watch it but uh the two of you did so yeah. cody yeah first off i have to say the music selection of that trailer is awesome yeah, I just – it fits really well.
1: <laughs> hey, is this a – before you start, is this a feature film? Is this considered a feature? Yeah, it's okay. a feature. Because yeah. it's pretty
2: short. Anything it's... over 45 minutes I believe is considered a feature. I thought it was 70 minutes. Oh, is it? I don't remember. So could could he – Well, I know that isn't the limit for a, a short film at the Oscars 45? I don't remember. So So could he be nominated? I mean –
1: I don't think he will he be nominated. He would
2: nom- be nominated for an Emmy probably because I think it's made for TV.
1: Oh, made for TV. It would have okay. to
2: play in New York and San Francisco.
0: Oh, I
1: mean it could still do that technically.
0: But it has to be first.
1: Oh, it has to play there first?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: anyway. Or I guess a festival run and then having an NY and LA run.
1: Anyway, he's going to win the Emmy. Yeah. So so basically
2: <laughs> this is a film uh, – it's an it's a HBO film like you said – uh, and it stars only David Oyelowo. It is a single person. I mean, you hear some some voices a couple times, um, but it is a uh, it's a it's a one man show basically. Um, and all you need to know about this film is that David Oyelowo is amazing in it. I mean, it's just a fantastic performance. Um, it's completely captivating. Um, basically, like um, you know, I think you can spoil it. Well, he's basically, he's a, he's, yeah, because it, you know, it, 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 reveals it, like it reveals its cards very, very um, early mm-hmm. on. So basically, he plays a, a, a war veteran who has, who's obviously a little, uh, he has PTSD, I, and I'll talk about that a little bit in a minute, but um, he kind of is unraveling and he ends up murdering his mother that he lives with, and his mother's body is off in another room while he's trying to carry on his life and ultimately re- rekindle with an old friend. Um, so the whole movie, you know that he has killed his mom and she's, her body's lying in the back room and you see him just kind of carrying out his day normally. Uh, and, uh, and it's, it's really unsettling at times. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's a character piece that, you know, it's, it's a little, um, it's a little surface you know it doesn't go deep into it and like the, mm-hmm. with the PTSD thing they don't really get into the PTSD he he more is just like a crazy person yeah um but he he doesn't show the typical symptoms of PTSD but um but you know he's he's playing this guy who's clearly delusional about some things and and um and they made some interesting character choices with him um about who he is as a person mm-hmm. that uh that that he's able to do in really subtle moments like you can tell uh that he really spent a lot of time working on this character so there's a lot of talking to himself um he's speaking to the like the idea of his mother and he speaks into a mirror to to One talk of her to mirrors, her right yeah a lot of phone conversations you can tell he's got a really quick fuse mm-hmm. um he gets mad really easily but um yeah i mean it's just it's just a a, a showcase for david o insane talents and uh yeah, he's fantastic
1: yeah I mean it's crazy to see him in this in a film like this and then remember that he just did Martin Luther King yeah I mean such you know range in this guy so I, I I'm interested in seeing what he does next hopefully a lot of people see this film even though you know it's just only on HBO and it's a TV movie or whatever TV movies have such a different um, definition now but um, you're talking about how you know kind of um, devastating it is to watch at certain times Um there's a scene where he, because um, his mother's in that back room. There's a scene where he goes and he covers up the um, opening from yeah. the door. I love that scene just because yeah. I mean you know that it's because fucking starting to kind of smell back yeah. there, and so he but he doesn't do anything about it. All he does is cover it. So he's living moment to moment, um, still, and uh, kind of ticking down the hours until he knows, because I think he knows what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I mean even though – because he's waiting for his friend to come, right? Uh, yeah. A friend that he's had. I don't know if he's had a friendship or a relationship with in the military. You really, really don't know that. Maybe a, it maybe becomes, a relationship. It, it becomes clear towards the end, yeah. You think so? The yeah. relationship? Yeah. So um, – but he's – the guy is uh, – I mean from the conversations that he's trying to have with him, he, he's calling his house and only getting his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, And the wife isn't relaying the message anyway. So he's waiting for this friend who he's hoping to come over for dinner, which is probably a week away. So we spend like about a week, a week and a half with him in this house. Uh, He goes to work. You never see him at work, though. He just leaves the house and then you see him come back and kind of react to the things that have happened at work um so you see a lot of these reactions that are going on um him getting ready for the visit um him talking to his sister um uh lying he's a great liar hide- hiding the fact that his mother can't come to the phone for um you know the reason the, 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 he's making up stories to her friends and to his family of why she can't come to the phone and um but just him. I mean, again, it's, it's just an amazing performance by him, and, and watching him like kind of count down the days to when he finally, when when everything is finally over, and he finally gets, uh, you know, it ends in in whatever way it's gonna end. You know, I don't want to ruin that part of it. But, um it's it's just really it's really neat to see what he was able to do with this character. And like you said, the tiny little things that he does are just really interesting. I like the fact that he talks into this mirror, which is a little cliche, but at the same time, I like the mirror itself for some reason. there's yeah. a it's three part mirror, so you can kind of see from three different angles
2: I, and I like I like how overdramatic he is as a person. Who like well I mean there's a lot of good touches, like I love for some reason, I loved him eating fruit loops every morning, oh yeah, but like uh but like even in his cooking uh and and he you can tell he lives kind of like a really sad life mm-hmm. um and it just gets amplified and where-
1: a very a very unrealistic life too, because like there's a there 's a scene where like he wants to spend money. He doesn't have money, of course, yeah. but he's like, "I'll well, just put on a credit card. You know, it's not going to what, what's the point. Yeah. What's, the, what's the what's the difference? Like he doesn't have any. There's no repercussions about, you know, him spending money. He's just going to spend it. You know, nothing. He just, just get done what he wants to get done. Like, there's nothing behind it at all.
2: Yeah. And I think I think if, it, if the film has any issues, one, like I said, it doesn't it's pretty surface. It doesn't go very deep into things. And also it's a little unbelievable towards the end where like where are the cops this whole time? Like the cops only show up till the very end and like this – the footage
1: is on the news that they found the body. Well, I don't think they know who the body is. Right, and that's the only way I could think of – Yeah. There's a whole week –
2: almost a week of
1: time. Well, he covers it up pretty well though. I mean just on the phone and telling people that he's not there and that he sent her off to go visit her. Anyway, I thought that was fine. I I didn't even really mind that they didn't really get into PTSD. And it was interesting too uh, because I think the the credit scenes uh, with the – old footage quote-unquote yeah. i love the way that they, that it came at the end it could have easily have come at the beginning right but i think it hit really hard at the end the way mm-hmm. that it because you you see the relationship that he had with his mother when he was a boy i thought it was great i thought i love the way that they they tied that at the end so um yeah i totally really enjoyed this movie and what he did with it so i'd recommend it i'm if we're going into grades now i'd give this a solid uh b I think I'm with you. I think
2: I'm with you on a B. in um, and, and it's worth. I mean, look, if you have HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever on demand, find this movie because I think it kind of got released with very little. I mean, I, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. It It was a it.
0: Friday night. Release, yeah, a Friday right? night
2: release, and they usually premiere new stuff on Saturdays or Sunday or Mondays for documentaries. Um, but uh, you know, it's a small film. It's it's quick. It's an hour and eighteen minutes, I think. Um, but uh, you know, you have to watch this performance from David Oyelowo who. Uh, is just continuing to prove how good of an actor he is and how uh, large of a range he has as an actor. Who, frankly, got robbed of a nomination? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it is still ridiculous that he did not get nominated for playing Martin Luther King. In I agree.
0: All right, cool. So you can check that out on HBO. Um, it's probably got re-airings too. If you don't, yeah.
2: If you're not computer savvy enough to, have yeah, a- yeah, t- yeah, make some time for it. Definitely. Um, you know, it's it's just a- another you know display that HBO is, is is getting some real talent and real uh real great stuff i mean uh it premieres tomorrow night but you and i are going to be talking about next week i guess uh, a short film mm-hmm. that was that's airing as part of HBO's documentary series that's just um, it's brilliant uh and uh and i love what they're doing right now
0: cool All
1: so right. eat that showtime
0: i don't yeah. think showtime even cares yeah <laughs> Do they even have any original series on anymore? Sure.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, they have the one with uh, Shameless is still Shameless. on. Uh, Nurse Jackie, I think, is wrapping up or has wrapped up.
2: Yeah, they've got some other stuff too. Yeah,
0: they just don't care. Oh, Homeland, of course.
2: Homeland, yeah. Used to be Dexter before that was. Talk going. about
0: home- talk about a series that really ran out of gas yet is still going. Homeland. Yeah. Did you ever watch any of that?
2: I watched the first two seasons.
0: I didn't like the second season at all.
2: It was all right. Yeah. Plus
0: Carrie, uh, I mean uh, Claire Claire Danes. Her name is Carrie in the show. was pretty obviously pregnant. They would only shoot her from like the neck up.
2: Yeah, I love that. I always love that.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this week. What's next week?
2: Uh, So next week. um, Spy? We have Spy. We have uh, Entourage.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Speaking
2: of series that ran too long, that was HBO. What are you doing over there? I love this way that I love the sounds on my phone. Uh, Insidious Three also opens, uh, and then uh, I think I think Love and Mercy is supposed to open too, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Kiko, you're nodding. They can't hear that on you know the podcast. Your your, your nod app. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, Entourage man.
0: Good dude. I wonder if Vince is going to do the movie.
2: Vinny Chase. I I don't know, man. I never saw. Is he going to do Aquaman?
0: directed by James Cameron. He was he's not
2: going to do part 2 cuz Kevin Smith was going to direct. Oh, that's right. And Jake Gyllenhaal was uh stepping in. I watched, you know, maybe like three or four seasons of the show. They
0: all run together for me. Yeah,
2: I can't I couldn't do anything. I
0: think it it, it really I thought it was getting self-aware cuz cuz when he was playing Pablo Escobar, do you remember that? Yes. Um and he was Medine. wearing that Yeah, and he was wearing that ridiculous fat suit. Yeah, As Pablo Escobar I thought like Okay this movie's got This show's gotten self-aware
2: Now you know that uh, Entourage is a Wednesday opening right?
0: Oh yeah uh, I, That's that's on purpose I think they moved it up
2: Yeah it's a Wednesday It's opening on Wednesday the 3rd Instead of Friday Dude So is this going to be a problem for me Because I haven't seen one episode of Entourage? I, dude all you need to know is Bros
1: Women For, ho, for
2: hoes Drinking
0: I assume the movie is going to Because it's been off the air for a while
1: Yeah Probably, I assume the movie's
0: yeah. just going to pick up. And look, pick the up real
1: from where it ended.
0: No, like it's going to it's going to you know give you a a head start on what to yeah. expect. The real star of the show was was Jeremy Piven, right? Who was who started to get really one note later in the as the series went on, but he was the one that actually had some range and nuance to the character. You know, everybody else was just a bro that was getting laid. One of them was a dumb bro. One of them used to be a fat bro,
2: a
1: turtle,
0: and who who like sneakers? You like sneakers?
1: <laughs> the most New York guy ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so is there are there going to be a lot of references like that that I'm not going to laugh at?
0: Look, man, I don't remember the show <laughs> okay. hardly at all. Yeah, like, there's no like, there's it's not like you're we're talking about Breaking Bad or something here. We're like, oh fuck, remember that episode? Because right. they all the episodes ended the same exact way, like they they'd overcome some sh- like weird, not even. Real conflict, and then just fuck a bunch of
1: chicks. Yeah, but, I
2: mean, it's basically all—all all you need to know—it's it's a movie star and his friends tag along with him everywhere, and that's—that's that's how it worked. One of them, one of them is his manager, right? Who's yeah. the movie star? Uh, it's Adrian Grenier. Oh, Grenier. Okay. Yeah.
0: Who uh, has a weird budding career as a documentary filmmaker? What was the last one he made?
2: Oh, yeah, I've read about that. Uh, about he does it. environmental stuff, though, right?
0: No, he did something about a kid that I can't remember. Um. Bat Kid? No, it wasn't Bat Kid <laughs> Begins. It was something else.
2: Unity was the la- well, he narrated that one. Well,
0: there's, there's something he directed.
2: Look at look. Uh, He directed Euthanasia and Teenage Paparazzo.
0: That's what it was, Teenage Paparazzo. Oh, that kid was a, such a piece of shit because he was a teenage paparazzo. Paparazzi! Ah, uh, mamma mia. I just my favorite Adrian Grenier thing is when he's in uh, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. He's like, there's like $20 worth
1: of girls, bro, in that sandwich. You remember that? Yeah, I didn't like his character. I didn't like the men in, in that movie.
2: Enrico Paparazzo. Enrico Palazzo.
1: I did like the movie though. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't think
0: you were supposed to like the men. I think it wasn't about the men.
1: Yeah, they're just weak characters. That's what I'm saying. He's all him, and especially what's the other guy that tries to get in her pants? The one that's in that show that everybody likes. Can't remember the actor. I hate him though. I hate. You're his face. really specific today. <laughs> I hate his face. <laughs> what's
2: that one show that everyone likes with the girl?
1: You weren't
0: st- you're not talking about Stanley Tucci. No, right. not
1: Stanley Tucci, the blonde. I Come mean, on, I, audience, help me out.
0: I don't know. Somebody's yelling it.
1: We're going to get a bunch of emails with like one-word
2: answers of actors' names or whatever. <sighs> I'm going to find out right All now. All right, please
0: uh, do. Entourage and then Spy. Yeah. Um, a movie that – do you have any faith in this movie, Cody?
2: Uh, not since really. It's, since it's uh, Melissa McCarthy? Not really. I'm
0: kind of alarmed that there's graphic nudity in it. Have you seen that in the, uh, in the trailers? Yeah. Like, who's going to be graphically nude?
1: Hopefully Melissa McCarthy.
0: I don't know. I'll
2: have to look at the cast list and I can probably pick it, it was out.
1: Jason Statham. Uh, He's going to be uh, graphically nude. Rose Byrne, Jue Law. She won't get naked. Jue Law might get Melissa McCarthy.
2: I mean, look, it's got a great cast. Um, I am not as big of a fan of Paul Feig and his movie stuff. But- I man, I'm I'm
0: an old school Paul Feig fan. I think it's weird that he's gotten pigeonholed as the guy that directs movies with well, women in them.
2: I I don't think he I mean, yeah, he's cuz he's I mean, not only Ghostbusters but he just got signed on for uh uh something so he's attached to something else that's a female 2022 20, mm. Jump Street was that? I got to I got to look it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, cuz he was recently um attached to do something that has uh, Another set of, like a, a female take on something, but I can't remember what it was.
1: Wishlist, Smooth Operator, Ghostbusters, Untitled Paul Fee Project. That's it. That's, that's the it. one. The Untitled Paul Fee <laughs> one. But yeah, what, what, Simon he, Baker is who I was talking he, about. He, he d- oh, oh you, the, mentalist? the Mentalist? Mentalist, yeah. Hate Simon Baker. Hate his face. Is <laughs> Mentalist
0: even on anymore? I don't think it is.
2: Man, I have no idea.
0: I remember they moved the show, like it, the setting moved to Austin, but they didn't shoot in Austin. Look at that face. He's dreamy. He's yeah. a dreamy Australian. Like Chris Hemsworth and his brother Liam. Just, dreamy just, Aussies. I'll, I'll
1: give you the Hemsworths. Anyway, Spy.
0: Um, and also Insidious 3. I haven't seen the first two Insidious movies for whatever reason.
1: The first one wasn't terrible. The second one is not good. This is a
0: prequel but, though, I believe, Yes, right? it
1: is. And it still has uh, Lin Shay in it, though. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make her look younger, but whatever. <laughs> and I did get a chance to interview uh, Dermot Mulroney, who I'll put post my post my interview with next week.
0: Was he was he was he pleasant?
1: He was very pleasant. He seemed to like. I know he did 150 interviews before mine, and he was as rambunctious probably with mine as he was with the first one.
0: All that uh, wait, Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney. Which one was it? I totally Dermak forgot. Mulroney. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs>
2: Dermot
1: Mulroney. Dermot, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. <laughs> Why'd
2: you say it like Hispanic? Mulroney. Oh, wait.
1: Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott. Who did I interview? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. I think it was Dermot Mulroney.
1: Dermot Mulroney?
2: Mul, I thought it was Mulroney.
1: Mulroney. Mulroney. Dermot.
2: There's two O's. No, it's, no, there's not. Are you sure? I'm positive.
0: Yeah,
1: there's no two O's. Oh. Yeah, I've been
0: hand. saying it
2: wrong this for 20 years. Okay, now. Boba Fett. Fuck fuck <laughs> and you talk about him on a daily basis so it's kind of weird there's a joke at the <laughs> end did? of the
0: campaign yeah where uh because dylan mcdermott plays i guess a bad guy mm-hmm. and they're listing his aliases and one of them is dermot mulroney
2: roney
1: fuck i did it again <laughs> god
0: damn it there was a bottle of water <laughs> just
1: threw it cody dermot mulroney
0: threw it at cody across the studio here
1: yeah yeah
2: we have a we we have a spacious studio here that uh you know, he just threw it across the giant table and console. And
0: uh, were
2: were you intimidated by the giant studio TPR? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But but you know, you quickly realize that you're talking into a mic, and similar to this, you have no idea how many people are listening, if anyone. Um, and then it hit me later that a lot of people were probably listening. Yeah, uh, a lot
0: of people came up to me afterwards and they're like, "Hey, I heard you on TPR." That
2: didn't happen. <laughs> it
0: did to me. Did did it? Yes. But you, put, you
2: you lead a nine life. I didn't hear I didn't hear anything from anyone. Maybe all of your friends are listening to
0: Rush Limbaugh at the time. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to Sean Hannity Sean. talking to real
2: Americans.
1: Yeah, get on Sean Hannity and then maybe they'll – Yeah, then something. maybe
0: we'll talk, Cody. If you can get on Sean Hannity.
2: I mean did they say we did a good job? Yeah. Or was it just like, hey, I heard you on the radio and Why then that's know. where it
0: stopped? I guess. I can't remember. I assume when they tell you they hear you, it's implied that it's a good job. Well, I don't know. Do you remember that Mitch uh,
2: Mitch Hedberg joke about – I saw you
0: on TV. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: What's the
2: punchline? Basically saying that someone just told him that he saw him on TV but didn't say if he was good or bad. He was on a lot of drugs.
0: Yeah.
1: There wasn't really a punchline. (laughs) I was listening to some of his stuff earlier today. God, I miss that guy. Holy shit, Spy is at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fucking crazy. Not that I know. I mean, maybe it's amazing. Apparently it is. <laughs> All well, right. we'll find out, I guess. That's, I mean, come on. That's like what? 26 reviews total. That's, that's 25 and 1? That's pretty good so that far. That's very good. Oh, and it's an Australian that didn't like it. Fucking goddamn it. Australian. Well those guys. Fucking Probably shit. Probably Simon. Up. What ba- is his name? Baker. Baker. Yeah.
0: As we mentioned before, the show is brought to you by alamo Draft house
2: hmm you
0: got something you want to say?
2: yeah, uh, we should be uh, announcing very shortly our next two films that we'll be showing they're They're two very different films um but they're both really fun and i and I, and one of them's going to be free, one of them's going to be five bucks um, and uh and I'm really looking forward to both of these actually uh, I don't want to give it away yet. Because we're not confirmed, but um, they are tentatively scheduled. I, uh, I can give the tentative dates out, though. Okay. Of June 22nd and July 29th. The
0: July 29th one is the important one yeah. because it ties into something else that's
2: happening
1: yes. right around there. Hmm. Um,
2: whatever it may be.
1: <laughs> so vague, guys.
2: Well, it's we just... have to be. I don't want to say something and then it not pan out, so... God, we, could, we can't break a promise here on the Sinusnob Podcast. Yeah, we're, we are very uh, – we're very reliable people. People come to us for for news and for – for to feel warmth in their in their souls. And for bad puns. Well, that's, no. That's why they stay. Uh,
0: yeah. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us by email at podcast at net. You can call us at 920-FILM-210. That's 920-3456-210. Leave us a message on Facebook.
2: Or tweet at us. Leave us iTunes reviews. Yeah. We just got a great one if you want to log on to iTunes and, and go down to the most recent one.
0: Chingo Nuts.
2: Yeah, shout out to Chingo Nuts.
0: Shout out to Chingo Nuts. With a Z, by the way. Well, of course there's a Z.
1: Right. Come Like, on. like truck nuts. I think it was well, you I that posted it because you used the word nuts earlier. <laughs>
0: All right, on that note, I'm Jared Kingery. I'm
1: Cody Viafania. And I'm Kiko Martinez.
0: Thank you for listening to the Snob Podcast.
3: To read reviews, interviews, and more, visit CineSnob.net. See you next week.